We're guiding you to treatment success and avoiding prostate cancer pitfalls. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Scholz. And I'm your co-host, Liz Graves. Welcome to the Prostate Pros Podcast. Prostate cancer imaging has improved tremendously over the last decade. Advanced imaging means safer screening, more accurate staging, monitoring, and targeting. Liz, I'm glad we can address this new area of prostate cancer imaging because there's one scan in particular called PSMA PET scan, which is revolutionizing the field. So PSMA stands for prostate-specific membrane antigen. This is a scan that I hear you talk about all of the time in the office. Can you tell us what it does? Whenever we're talking about scans, we're always trying to answer the $64,000 question, where is the cancer? The scary thing about cancer is it can spread. And with prostate cancer, of course, Ideally, we want the cancer to stay confined inside the prostate gland. Historically, we've had a variety of scans to look throughout the body, MRI scans, bone scans. The problem has been that these scans are nonspecific. They can light up with injuries and other cancers and all kinds of confusing things. And they're not really that accurate. So they can miss cancers outside the prostate even when they're there. PSMA only shows where the prostate cancer is located in the body. That's right. And let's reiterate, of course, that prostate cancer that spreads to a lymph node or to the bones doesn't become bone or lymph node cancer. It's still prostate cancer. And the PSMA signature stays intact, even if it gets into another part of the body. So if a spot lights up on the scan, this new PSMA PET scan that we're talking about, it means there's some prostate cancer there. I'd imagine this is really important for staging. Uh, right now, you are, are using a lot of different ways to predict if the cancer has spread. But with this PSMA scan, you'll know for sure. I, I think that's very well stated. The historical use of Gleason score was to try and predict the likelihood of something being outside the prostate or how high the PSA is. High PSAs were statistically more likely. Uh, this scan is so much more accurate than anything we've had. Now, if the scan is negative, it doesn't entirely prove there's no cancer outside the prostate, but it gives us a lot more confidence that the cancer is still confined inside the gland. This scan seems pretty revolutionary. Is everybody getting this? PSMA PET scans are available in a number of research centers, university centers around the country right now. And they are usually uh, associated with some sort of a, a financial charge. But the information is so valuable, the money is usually dollars well spent. So besides having enough money to afford the scan, who's eligible? Is it every stage? It is almost every stage. Uh, the exception would be uh, men with what we call sky or low-risk prostate cancers, MRIs are more accurate uh, for delineating the exact size of spots inside the prostate. But for pretty much every other stage, uh, this is the best scan. Experience has shown that men with PSAs that are below 0.2 are not going to light up on this scan. Um, that's a pretty remarkable threshold because with older scans, people needed PSAs of 1 to 2 with something like Axman perhaps or 10 to 20 if it was a regular bone scan. So you mentioned low risk. 
And these are cancers that, as far as we know, haven't spread. Is there a situation where these men would want to get a PSMA scan? You know, I have used it. That's not normally the way we would use this scan. But there's a situation where men are thought to have sky grade 6 prostate cancer. But uh, many times we run into men that have high PSA levels, perhaps from prostatitis or big prostates. And there's this nervous niggling concern that mm, could the cancer have spread somewhere outside the prostate? So it brings a lot of comfort when you have a high-powered scan like this into play and show that, no, indeed, it is only still in the prostate. So while we don't routinely use this type of scanning, the PSMA PET scan, for men with localized disease, certain men that are running high PSA density, that means the PSA is higher than we would expect uh, in regard to how big the prostate is. Uh, We might consider doing a PSMA PET scan, and we have done that in a few cases. So let's say one of these men does want a PSMA PET scan. Before that, because they have local disease, they would probably have had a 3T MP MRI or a color Doppler ultrasound. Yes, exactly. So we have literally hundreds of men we're monitoring on active surveillance, and our typical policy is to do uh, imaging with 3T multiparametric MRI uh, and or color Doppler ultrasound. And these provide the greatest resolution for imaging inside the prostate gland. So if a person's previously had a biopsy and we know where the cancer is and what the uh, grade is and they're under surveillance, uh, sequential scanning can determine if those spots are growing. And so that is how we determine if someone will need further biopsies. Secondarily, we do look at PSAs, but PSA is just not very accurate for this sort of purpose. We talked about low risk, but how does this new scan help men with high-risk prostate cancer? So what high risk means, and it's good to define terms, it doesn't mean a high risk of dying. It means a higher risk of microscopic spread outside the gland. So that men would, uh, who would undergo surgery or radiation would be at a higher risk of not being cured. So to compensate for that, doctors give men tip or testosterone inactivating pharmaceuticals, androgen deprivation, to try and mop up those little specks that might be out there just because someone has a higher Gleason score or a higher PSA. But this scan is so much more accurate, it raises the question, if the scan doesn't show any spread, can men who are with high-risk disease, can they skip taking the testosterone blockade? and simply monitor with sequential scans annually after the treatment. And if some little tiny speck shows up in the future, then treat it uh, with uh, radiation and perhaps some hormone therapy at that point. This would be a wonderful advantage for men because as we all know, four to 18 months of testosterone blockade is a very onerous treatment with a lot of side effects. So these scans may enable men to either reduce or eliminate the testosterone blockade. You just mentioned sequential scanning. How often would you do that for someone with the PSMA scan? So if someone has uh, high-risk disease and they're in complete remission, it would probably depend on how high-risk. But it's funny how often in the scanning world, like for instance with Sky, we do MRIs once a year, color Dopplers once a year. And annual um, follow-up is a, sort of a common rhythm. Unfortunately, we don't have any, any studies yet to tell us what is going to be the optimal uh, scanning period. 
I know that a lot of scans have a lot of radiation or you have to use contrast. And these are a couple things that can make it a little messy when considering getting a lot of scans in a row. Is that something people need to be worried about? It could be. The contrast or the radiation exposure uh, does incur a small risk. And of course, in men with sky cancers, doing a lot of scanning that has radioactivity would be inappropriate. But as people get higher risk cancers, of course, the disease itself becomes more risky than the side effects of the radiation. We've been talking about a lot of applications for this, but the most common application is finding relapse disease. Exactly. So people that have had surgery or radiation, their PSA should go down to very low levels and remain there indefinitely. But PSA relapse is really common. About a third, 25 to 30, 35% of men will have a rising PSA after surgery or radiation someday. And then the, the big question is, well, where is it coming from? In the past, we really just had to deal with guesswork. Uh, there is another type of scan called Axumin, A-X-U-M-I-N, which is FDA-approved, which was definitely progress because when the PSA got to be around 1, 2, or 3, oftentimes it was possible to find the, uh, the location of the cancer. Uh, what's marvelous about the PSMA PET scan is you can start scanning when the PSA is as low as 0.2. So I would imagine if something's found that relapse disease is happening and there are METs, that you can start treatment right away. Yes, and it's directed treatment. Usually the problem is located in the pelvic lymph nodes. That's the first jumping off spot. And the doctors now with modern radiation can safely zap those spots and people get a second chance for cure. Moving on to men with advanced prostate cancer. These are men that have METs outside the lymph nodes and maybe even in the bones. So in the past, these men had to get all sorts of scans. They had to get bone scans, CT scans. But now with the PSMA PET scan, they might only have to get this one scan. I think that's a great advantage with these scans. But in addition, of course, this is... Uh, even more accurate. So if the uh, CAT scans showed one or two enlarged lymph nodes and the bone scan showed one or two spots, the PSMA PET scan is so much more powerful and accurate, it may rede uh, reveal significant numbers of new spots that weren't seen on the old scans. How is that helpful? Well, treatment is uh, tailored to how many spots are present because if only two or three spots are present, you can zap them with beams of radiation and try and sterilize them. But if there's a myriad of spots out there, medicines that circulate through the bloodstream, hormone therapy, chemotherapy, immunotherapy is the best way to go. So the PSMA PET scan can be used for people with all different stages, and it can really help guide treatment and stage patients. Dr. Scholes, it seems like every, almost every person with prostate cancer should get this scan, but it's only approved in other countries. Why is that? There's been a lag in the United States uh, with the completion of the clinical trials, and I'm not sure exactly why. This technology was actually invented 20 years ago. Uh, a guy named Neil Bander came up with the PSMA uh, antigen, and thank God now fruition is near. Uh, the studies have been completed, and we're waiting for them to break the code and, and uh, uh, render proof that these scans are actually as good as we're talking about, and we know that they will be. 
Once the code is broken and the studies are published, uh, there's usually a three to six month delay until the FDA approves the scans for uh, commercial use. So for now, finding PSMA PET scans is usually at a university or through a clinical trial. Yes, and unfortunately, it's associated with a charge sometimes between $1,000 to $3,000 per scan. They're pretty pricey, but I've found that the information has been so useful that many patients are willing to, uh, to invest the dollars necessary to get the information. Let's say someone doesn't have the resources or the money to get a PSMA PET scan. What are these people supposed to do? Well, we've been getting by without PSMA PET scans for 20 or 30 years, and the F-18 PET bone scans, the Axwom PET scans, uh, good high-quality MRIs have uh, enabled us to improve prostate care to a tremendous degree. The PSMA PET scan is definitely an advance. In fact, I've been billing it as the biggest discovery since, uh, since PSA. But it is uh, the way we've been practicing without PSMA PET scans is certainly viable. And uh, with expert care, doctors can use the uh, slightly inferior technology to make reasonable uh, uh, decisions and gauge what the best approach will be. So this is a really exciting topic. And we are a little early talking about it as it isn't FDA approved yet, but it will be soon. We're posting more information about it on our blog, prostateoncology.com slash blog. We're really excited to keep you up on the latest in prostate cancer. You can email any questions or topics to podcast at prostateoncology.com. Remember to help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on Apple Podcasts.